Wait, let me go find one. Then we could do it. <laughs> I love rain. If I you're looking rain. for greatness, you need to be prepared. <laughs> okay. Are you looking for greatness? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that story about Thomas Edison was just amazing. What a what a inventioneer, huh? And for us, he kind of started it because mm -hmm. so many of the ideas, the strategies, and things that he invented on how to invent are what he passed on to Bill Lear, what he passed on to us. I was noticing the tenacity that tenacity. Had, and that Bill Lear has, and that I have eleven acids. You have <laughs> no. <laughs> not ten. But you know, it is a, a really, really great responsibility to be able to pick up what they what they passed on, so that it can be mastered enough to be passed on, because inventioneering really changes the power we have to change the world, and I. I'm kind of excited about it all and about what's happening. Um, I did like your little umbrella boat. I did too. Yeah. I always have good. to have to survive. <laughs> it reminded me of, of my bullfrog. Sometime we're gonna have to do an adventure where we show them the bullfrog. You have a bullfrog? Yeah, bullfrog is my little vehicle that drives out of the water and then it drives into the water and it's something to be seen. Amazing. Let's see, uh, when I was doing magic, I, I used to ask for a volunteer from the audience. From the audience. <laughs> Not uh, the audience. I, is there anyone here who'd like to help me? Michaela, would you help? All right, come on up here. Let's hear it for Michaela. <laughs> it is so nice to have you here today. So. Why that big smile? Because <laughs> I'm very happy to be here, too. <laughs> I'm feeling something more. Is today your birthday? Yes. <laughs> I'm feeling something more. Just a minute. Wait for it. What else happened? I finished all the credits that I need to graduate today. <laughs> Whoa! And it, are you a swimmer too? No. Talk to me. Come on up here. You finished everything you needed to graduate. Can you prove it? <laughs> Perhaps this will help you prove it. Come on. Open it. Open it. More. Want to see more? There's the letter. <laughs> and there it is. Sellis Academy graduator. Way to go. So talk right in here. This, this is an Edison microphone. Kind of. <laughs> so tell us what you're going to do now. <laughs> At least let you have one day in graduation. Then you can decide, huh? You gonna, are you going to keep studying? Awesome. Okay, let's air for. I think that's amazing. <laughs> wow, we have a lot of great, great students graduating, and it's fun to see where their careers are going. It's that's what it's all about, isn't it? 
So, we, Dr. Peget asked me if she could have a few minutes today to speak about wisdom and knowledge. So, if you'll indulge me, we'll now turn 45 minutes oh over to Dr. Peje Monet. Let's hear it for her. That isn't what it was supposed yes, to be. Yes, that is what, no, listen, I, I get my time. So this is... It's <laughs> Thomas Edison, Lake. isn't it? It's uh, the line up to Thomas, back from it. So in this magazine, there's some knowledge. This really? is actually Dr. Blaine's R. R. It's uh, Educational Technology Insights, and it's on STEM. Full article. Look at that handsome picture right there. Yes, look at that. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a quote in here by you. Did you know that? Yeah, I wonder who wrote this. <laughs> were, were they kind? What does it say? Well, it's the cover story, and it cover says, story. Quote, investing in learning and accumulating knowledge is going to pay you over and over throughout your life. Dr. Roger Billings. Bravo. Who said that? Actually, it's a very good article. But, so. but I thought you wanted wisdom and knowledge. I thought that was wisdom. I thought that was knowledge. So you're still looking. <laughs> That's okay. I'm always Edison looking. Edison says, don't I'm give up. I'm always looking. Okay. Well, you just keep looking. I hope you find it. You know what I have? I have something amazing. Oh, if this could be held just right, I wonder if we turned it up here in front of this thing. Can oh, you there. see these different colors and how it changes? Oop, oop, there it comes. Wait for it. Wait for it. See the different sides? Isn't that pretty? Let's see if we can get the pink side. Mm -hmm. So the different sides provide different colors. And that is possible because it has dielectric coatings. And I think dielectric coatings are really amazing. Certain dielectric coatings cause light to be filtered so only certain colors will come through. Interesting. So you can make really neat light filters with these things. And the way that they work is they put a very, very, very thin nano layer of material on here. And depending on the layer, the thickness of the layer, it actually causes the light waves to interfere with each other. And it's, it's a fascinating phenomenon. I became aware of dielectric coatings in high school as I was building a laser amplifier. Mm -hmm. A laser is a, a thing that shoots out a light beam, of course. Everybody knows what a laser is. You've seen a laser pointer. They're big lasers that'll cut through metal. I had a big lightsaber last week. <laughs> yeah, and it was red. But he did turn blue, didn't he? he did. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> we, did we just violate a copyright? Oh, I didn't say any names. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, a laser shoots out a light beam, and the way it works is in the middle you have a tube of gas which is excited by electricity, or sometimes they're excited by a very bright light, like a strobe light. But somehow they get excited, and then light shoots out every direction, but some of the light 
happens to shoot straight down the laser and hit a mirror at the end. And the mirror then sends that light back through, and if it's perfectly aligned, it gets trapped between two mirrors. It's going back and forth with the laser gas excited tube in the middle. And each time it goes through, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter till it's so bright that it, some of it breaks through the mirror, and that's the beam that comes out. Well, the mirror for a laser has to be a very special mirror, and so they make the mirror with dielectric coatings. When I would look at my mirrors, they kind of, depending on the angle, they looked like these colors. And it was fascinating because when you'd put an even number of coatings on, you'd get a reflection. And the reflection would work for certain colors of light chosen by the thickness of the layers, and it was like 99.99% reflectivity, which was much better than, say, just a silver coating or something like a regular mirror. And so if you would put an odd number of layers, then it would have different properties. In fact, one layer would make it so nothing would reflect. It just was almost without reflection. Did you know that I built a computer based on that principle? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I did. You should have been there. <laughs> if you had been there, you would now have wisdom and knowledge. Well, are you going to tell me about it? Would so you I like to see a picture? Way? I would love to see a picture. Okay, I want to show you a picture of the Billings computer, the 6000. This isn't the first one I built. Oh my goodness, look at that guy. Look at that guy. <laughs> wow. Can we zoom up on that screen? Just the screen. Zoom, 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 zoom. More, 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 more. That screen has a piece of glass in front of it that's coated with one dielectric coating so that if you had lights in the room, they didn't reflect. It just kind of was flat. And it made it so much easier to see that screen, much easier on your eyes. You can see 6,000 CPU. This was the first microcomputer to use a 16-bit operating system. It's and a neat looking Yeah, computer. it was kind of neat. And if you zoom back a little bit, zoom back, zoom back, yeah, you can see all the parts down below. This particular configuration was what I called a data center or a server. And this was the very first system that was used in client-server computing. So in servers, client-server computing by this model. This is the very first one that I know of in the world. So that was your server, all of those That was actually me. Yeah. <laughs> See that hand? Oh, look at that. It's the same hand. Look. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> now now you've got some knowledge and wisdom. <laughs> Isn't that, that great? That is you know? neat. That is neat. Boy, that brings back nostalgia. Yeah. I think I was actually the same age in that picture I am now. <laughs> same hand. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> this must have been before I grew the beard. You know, that was my cowboy look. Did you know that when that picture was taken, I wanted a beard? This is a little bit embarrassing. You want <laughs> I couldn't grow one. I tried. If I would shave or I didn't shave, it was about the same. Just, I'd get a little bit of peach fuzz, and it was, it was really, really, really embarrassing that I could not grow a beard. But then I grew up, 
And the day came that I could, I've got, do you want to see a picture of my beard? Yeah. Oh, I have a picture, I think, somewhere here. Let's see. It might. Okay, how about this picture of me and my beard? <laughs> Look at that. And you can see the beard was so tight it made my mouth kind of, <laughs> this, this picture was taken in Pennsylvania in 1991 at the event of launching the world's first fuel cell hydrogen automobile. Wow. All the hydrogen automobiles that are being manufactured today are based on this fuel cell breakthrough. And here I am trying to say, oh, this is really neat. <laughs> Looks like you're doing a very fine yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, but look at the beard. And, and you notice it's a little thin in places. Can well, we, can we zoom in on the beard? <laughs> see, see that empty spot right there? Well, I just want you to know I can now grow beard right there, too. <laughs> you can also see some of the gray starting to come through. I earned that gray. Mm -hmm. Grays are awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That gray is also known as wisdom and knowledge. It's not? Sure it is. I don't is. know where you're going with that. I don't know where I'm going either, but wouldn't it be something if I had wisdom and knowledge? Are you going to grow right. a beard? We all want to know, don't we, now? I did. I got proof. It's at least 80%. <laughs> and today... You know, they've got computers you can actually fill in those yes, holes. <laughs> Whatever you need. Okay, have you grown a beard? Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I moving, was ready for that. Moving on, you know. Um, so the students come to Science Live because they are looking for ways to get their engineering careers going. Absolutely. And empowering them. Bill Lair empowered me. And Thomas Edison empowered Bill Lear. And if you will pay attention, I will empower you, and you will get wisdom. I'm ready. And knowledge. Okay. I've gotten a lot, actually, through these. You know what would really impress everyone here? If right now in front of everyone you would grow a beard. <laughs> but you won't. I won't. Okay, so, so let's get into it. Lots of times, the reason that people do not achieve their goals, Bill Lear told me, is because they don't know what they are. How in the world is it that a person doesn't know what their own goal is? It's pretty common. Yeah. People don't know what their goal is because they haven't chosen one. You cannot achieve a goal that you haven't chosen. You will never get to Los Angeles unless you decide to go to Los Angeles, unless you're going to a long trip begins with the first step, and if you don't have a goal in mind, you will meander and wander. Now, some people, when they get somewhere, they say, oh, I'm right where I was going to go. <laughs> but the people that are changing the world are people that figure out what they're going to do. And once you figure out what you're going to do, then you can start charging in the direction of achieving it. Now, remember last week we were re reading some of the bits, remember? Mm -hmm. And we talked about if you can't reach the cookie jar, mm -hmm. then build a ladder. That's right. So you first have to have the goal of reaching the cookie jar. And so you got to decide, okay, this is something I want to accomplish. Thomas Edison decided he wanted to capture sound and then be able to play it back. And he did. He achieved his goal 
until he heard that Mr. <clears throat> Bell Telephone hmm. was now going to make a better recording device than his. He said, oh, yes? Well, we'll see about that. So often, competition is what it is that gets us to be our best. I think the world would be a very, very different place. I'm, I'm sitting here right now thinking, you know what, Matthew Searden is probably going to make a better hydrogen car than I did. You're thinking that? That's why I'm so motivated. <laughs> I'm not going to let him get ahead of me. And so Edison, worried that uh, there may be more telephones, he set out to make a better one and invented the phonograph. Mm -hmm. And then he had all of these visions of what it could do. It would be used to capture teaching by great teachers, master teachers. Mm -hmm. It would also be used, of course, for music. Did you know that another great inventioneer, a guy that started Apple Computer, Steve Jobs, really had the big breakthrough in his career because he could record music. His idea was, I can put, and he wasn't sure if it would be a hundred or a thousand, but I can put a lot of songs in your pocket. What's he talking about? The iPod. The iPod. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that Mr. Jobs was extremely good at was naming his things, naming mm -hmm. his project, the marketing of it, but yeah. And I uh, watched a very interesting lecture by, by Steve Jobs later after he had sold billions of dollars of electronic equipment when he said that the big breakthrough with the iPod came with the white headphones. <laughs> I guess up till then they used the Wong headphones. <laughs> They had the white ones. But no, he, he was very serious. They made the white headphones, and he says, who would have ever thought that wearing white headphones would become a status symbol? He, he used the white ones to be unique, to stand out, to be a differentiator. And he was such a good marketeer, storyteller, that people wanted the apple. And if you had the white ones, then that meant you were apple because he chose the color that no one else had. And lo and behold, look where that went. Yeah, it's huge. And there were a lot of struggles that he had to break through to be able to achieve his inventioneering goals, which he did, and, and he really changed the world. And maybe it'd be interesting to get in the trenches. In our search today for wisdom, and knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. There yeah. should be some kind of a music thing that comes in when I say <laughs> wisdom and knowledge. That's pretty good. That'd be good. Uh -huh. Yeah, we'll have to work on that, Tobias. <laughs> so I want to go back. Okay. I want to go way, way back. I was at the university. I had in my hip pocket a science fair award. In high school, I won the gold and silver medal at the International Science Fair by making the world's first hydrogen car, and I was pretty darn proud of it. <laughs> Truth be known, still am. <laughs> okay? And so 
Then my last week at the university, Bill Lear showed up with the vice president of the university and he's looking for a protege that's someone to turn, he wants to turn into an inventioneer. <laughs> and I really wanted to be turned, so we went and we actually moved into his home, my lovely little family and I. I had a rather boisterous child, no, I had a one-week-old child, a little, little lady that was very devoted to teaching me how to be a father. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was a challenge, but she did it. Look how good I turned out. Yeah, she, she did a good job. She gave me wisdom and knowledge. Anyway, <laughs> so <clears throat> we spent our, our year with Mr. Lear. And after majoring in five different technical subjects at the university, the Lear experience was kind of the other part. It was the applied knowledge, the practical knowledge. And, and more than anything else, he taught me that if you really can formulate a real crystal clear goal and become determined, believe in yourself, you can go and achieve it. So when we went to stay with him, he picked us up in the Learjet and off we went through the clouds. When we came back, when we were finished, he said, okay, now go do your thing. We were on the road. <laughs> wasn't the same. Wasn't the same. But we got home, and I said, okay, I'm going to make my dream come true. I'm going to take this idea of a hydrogen car, and I'm going to turn it into a practical technology, a company, a success story. Mm-hmm. But I needed a laboratory. Mr. Laird didn't hand me a, a five-gallon bucket full of money. All he did was give me the gift of understanding inventioneering. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he didn't give me a lot of money. That's what I really needed. Everybody knows you got to have money to make money. He didn't know that. But I needed, I needed to start out. I needed a place to work. I was going to form this brand new company, and there was no place that didn't want to charge rent. There were a lot of buildings, but they wanted money, and we didn't have any money. So um, I said, I'm, I'm going to build a ladder to this cookie jar. <laughs> My goal is to have a research and development laboratory. How am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? If I had money, I don't have money. Okay, how am I going to do it? So I concocted a plan. Step one in the plan, I went out searching for a building that nobody was using, and I found one. There it was. It was a building. Now, there were some drawbacks. This building just happened to be on the property of the state mental hospital. <laughs> but nobody was using it. It was, it was just empty. It was a little building, and it just it was perfect for what I needed. And I thought, okay, that's going to be my building. Now, how to get permission to use it for no rent? <laughs> the state mental hospital had a fence, and they had a, a patrol car. Oh. And they watched over all the buildings in that compound. And so to see it, I had to get his routine down and 
the windows. All right, so I'm, I'm going to go to step two of my plan. I went in the front door and I says, where's the president's office? He said, oh, you mean the chief physician? Yes, that's who I meant. It was upstairs. So I went up there and see the guy. He said, I just need one minute of your time. Now, if I'd gone into his office and said, could you please let me use that building out there that nobody's using to do my experiments on explosive hydrogen? <laughs> Chances are he would have said no. No. And if I had not gone to live with Mr. Lear, studied inventioning, gained wisdom and knowledge, right? That's right. Then I wouldn't have known that that would not be a good thing to do. That's true. So I didn't go up those stairs, and I did not go in his office, and I did not talk to him because I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. Instead, I gathered up all of my awards from the science fair and all the newspaper clippings I could find, <laughs> and I went to see the governor, the governor of the state. I went into his office. It's hard to get in the offices of big shots, you know, big people, because they're really busy, and you know, you, unless you're really special, you can't get in. So don't try that. That's just a waste of time. But I knew what to do. I went in to see his secretary. Oh, I learned that at university. So I went in and say, can someone please tell me where the governor's secretary is? Oh, yeah, I should write down the hall. They're always close to the real person. So I go down there. Hi. <laughs> I need to talk to the governor, but just for one minute. Oh, he's very busy. I know, I know, but let me show you. This is my science fair award. I won this. And this is going to change hydrogen energy. Cars are going to come and everything. So I just need one minute. Why? Because... I'm looking at a laboratory down at the state mental hospital, but I'm afraid he may have a problem with that. Why would he have a problem? Well, I, it's what I want to find out. So, well, can you talk to this young man from, I got in. Hi! <laughs> see this? This is a science fair award. Yeah, and hydrogen. See these clips? What is it? Well, here's the deal. There's this building down at the state mental hospital that nobody's using. And thinking about maybe making it a hydrogen research center. But I do not want to do that if you have a problem with it. Why would I have a problem with it? You're the governor. I mean, I just want to know, is it a problem to you if I put a laboratory there? He it has nothing to do with me. I don't run the state hospital. Talk to them. Okay, I will. I was gone. <laughs> now, finally, I'm ready to go meet the head physician. And I go into his office and say, I need to talk to the head physician. Well, he's very busy. You just, you're not going to be able to. Well, I thought he should know about the meeting I had this morning with the governor. <laughs> just a minute. Come on in. <clears throat> Hi. My name. I won the science fair, <laughs> hydrogen cars. But you see, here's the deal. This morning, I was up at the governor's office. And I told him 
But I'm thinking about building a hydrogen research center in that building no one's using out behind here. What building? No, oh, it's that little building right out behind. Well, you can't do it in there. I, I, I know, and, that, and that's what I was talking to him about because I, I thought he might have a problem with that. But guess what? He doesn't. <laughs> he said, as far as he's concerned, it's okay, but it's up to you. He made it very clear. It was up to you. It was your decision. <laughs> well, how does he expect me to be able to, you know? And I said, well, you know, I would never try to tell you how to run your hospital. <laughs> but it sure would help the research, you know. I don't see why he would think. I know, I know, I know. Well, long story short. <laughs> yes, rent-free. It even had electricity. It came at the zero rent. And it's just what I needed to get the, what? They want to see the building? I've never seen the building. Well. We want to see the building. Just mm. the spectacular building that you're telling us all I mean, about. we kind of built it up, didn't we? We did. You want to see what it really looks like? <laughs> the Billings Hydrogen Laboratory. Here it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right through that door walked a young inventioneer on his way to get the cookie jar. You gotta build a ladder. But for the first year and a half of my little Billings Energy Corporation, that was a home. Let's take another look at it. You see that it even came with a window? That window is not just any ordinary window. That is the window that I saw it was empty. I can just see my face under Yeah. Now, it was a pretty good place to, re to do research. The, the budget was the right cost. But there was one problem I had not anticipated. When I uh, finished my first research paper and I went to pre present it at the International Science Conference, I said, and now, straight from the state mental hospital. <laughs> and that's a true story, too. Yeah, yeah. It was all in good laughs. But from there came the beginning. And just a couple years later, as we started to have some success and people got interested and we started to get some contract to build cars and buses and other things, I built a building and moved my research into it. In fact, I built it in a field where there was no road. So we had to build the road first. And so the city named the road Billings Avenue. That's awesome. Yeah, you want to see that building? Uh -huh. It's a little bigger, 40,000 square feet. Here it is, the white hydrogen home, Billings Energy Corporation. The anticipation Do you is see building. It? It's, it's white. Building. It's a black and white. Do you mind it's if it's a black and white photograph? No, that's awesome. Okay. It shows how real it is. Here it is, Billings it Avenue, goes. the Billings Building. Did you really do it? Seems to be missing in action. Mm -hmm. Oh, and sure? there it is, turned. Funny, funny, funny. We can't see anything. I don't uh, know what you're looking at. I can see it. Oh, oh. but we got to turn it. <laughs> We're going to have to turn it. Okay, well. Oh, I can see the building. I guess you really don't need to see it. You just it. have to cock oh, your head. Oh, you got to turn it. Turn it. Oh, turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that building can is going it? uphill and downhill. Do you want to see it sideways? Yeah. It's kind of neat sideways, heads. isn't it? There it is. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. There That's it a is. big building. So this building is made by putting up double T's. Double T's are the kind of panels they use to span. Concrete? 
it's made of concrete, mm -hmm. so you can make a parking garage. And we tilled them up and made a building. And there it was. That was my next building. That's a lot and bigger. Kind of, oh, look, look, we got it turned. Oh, there we go. No. Look how nice that is. That's a nice road. And so that's where it started. And that is the building in which we made the first personal computer. And you know, you can see that windy road coming down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Billings Avenue. And the reason it winds is because it had come down off the highway on a steep hill. So we needed the curve so that we could come down without it being too steep in the winter. What do you think? I think that's neat. All right. Well, I, I'd like to just show you one more building. I'd like to show you the new Institute of Science and Technology building. This is my research building now. What do you think? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty handsome building right It there. just shows what inventioneering and building a ladder to the cookie jar can achieve. Yes, it does. So in three weeks, we hope to be in that building for Science Live. Yeah? Yeah, that building is so nice because we can only seat 48 people in this mm -hmm. little auditorium, and we have, I think, 56 tonight. So. Poor Tobias is standing up. <laughs> the talent so standing is Olivia. up. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that one, that one can seat 200. That's a fantastic, so, so be, that's the campus. Be fun. That is the new IST campus that we're just moving into. Uh, wow. Next Wednesday, a week from tonight, mm -hmm. the city of Kansas City Health Department is coming to inspect our new Catalyst Cafeteria. I love that name. And if they like how good the food is and how clean everything is, then we'll actually be able to start feeding our students. Some of them are getting really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's very exciting when it's you think about it. It's very exciting. It's fantastically But that gets exciting. back to, you know, inventioneering is the search for truth and knowledge and putting truth and knowledge to work. And, you know, uh, one of the guys that really inspired Inventionary, even back before Thomas Edison, I think this one of the guys that really inspired Thomas Edison, was my old friend and buddy, mm -hmm. Leonardo da Vinci. I wondered. Yeah, it was 500 years ago. And you know, Leonardo da Vinci invented something. You want to see what he invented? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just show you what he invented. Dakota. Yeah. Well, you've already seen this movie. <laughs> well, there went my yet. thunder. <laughs> no, no. Actually, though, yeah. The problem is you can't open this. It's locked. And unless you know, do you want to see? It's locked. Unless you know the secret code, it's, it's kind it's of really heavy, heavy, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, you can't open it unless you know. You have to turn all of those letters. Now, if it was just like 10 numbers, it'd be pretty easy. But you've got to turn the whole letters of the alphabet. In order, if you get them just right, then you can open it. And it's five characters long. If I was Steve Jobs, if he was Steve Jobs, it would probably say Apple. <laughs> it you probably think, would. Do you think Apple is what it's? No, I, Apple's too Can long. you break in? No, I don't think I can. Maybe you're lacking wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Ta -da! Are you going to tell me try. what it is? Mm -hmm. Can you give me a clue? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that the clue? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you're getting it. It's coming. 
Can you even see which ones you're selecting? <laughs> you I have to see. find the line where they have to line up to be open. Have you found see. that yet? <laughs> oh, the. Oh. Okay, she's now found that. All right, so what letter have you chosen as first? P. Okay, that's good. What have that you got as the second one? Well, it's an I right now. Pigeon. <laughs> Picture. No. What is it? How about Pyrex? How about, hmm. How about you tell me? Hmm, hmm. <laughs> look, look on that camera right there, if you hold it still. Okay, there it is. We could figure this out. So what, what, would, what would be a magical code word that Leonardo da Vinci would have chosen to lock up truth and knowledge? This is kind of like a science fair project. <laughs> there's 26 letters of the alphabet, mm -hmm. and there's five letters. Mm -hmm. That's just a few things. We'll try them all. Try them all. It's time to. It's you're you're making it very hard for the camera person. All right, well, there we go. Try them all. Go. Where am I okay. going? Okay, so wh where's the first letter? What have you got there? P. Okay, a letter, oh, a word that starts with P. Now, can't now you've it. got it upside down. Turn it back. Turn it back. <laughs> mm, what if it's the you... What if it's the word doctor? That won't work. There's only four letters. Oh, <laughs> doctor is four letters. <laughs> right. You know it is D C how about, T R. That we took how about out. <laughs> Dr. Eisenhower. Oh, that's too Let's many. See. Doctor, doctor. Uh, doctor Billings. Too many letters. What do you think? Doctor Pate. See why she graduated today. <laughs> she okay. has. Will that work? Oh, should we try that? Oh, let's try that. Doctor, do you know how to spell it? No, obviously <laughs> I don't. I also know where A is. It's. Right before, um, okay, did you find it? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's it, but let's try it. No? Mm -hmm. I don't think no, that's it either. It. I didn't realize I had just the right number of letters. Do you have the right number? <laughs> if it's right, well, then you, you can pull. She did it. And what what's in there? I can have that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that. thank you. Does Leonardo know I'm here? Yeah, we must. What, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> what? Here is wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> R. Are you ready for that? I like R and I like Leonardo da Vinci, so this is a treasure. <laughs> I think I recognize that was the picture without the bears. <laughs> well, fantastic. So you have I've achieved your goal. <laughs> Congratulations. And I just want to say to all of you, pursue your dreams, but please don't embark until you figure out what they are. Make dreams. Make goals. Have a vision of what you're going to do so that it can come true. See you next time. Thanks.